0: Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely
1: sometimes you know hey susan don't do all that there's another way to enjoy random conversations now thanks to the podcast
0: show i can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week no more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation
1: tune in weekly on wednesdays and subscribe for updates on your favorite platform to The ToddCast Show and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The ToddCast Show. My name is Todd Murat, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The ToddCast Show is dedicated to exploring the human condition through conversation with strangers, We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the ToddCast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics. You won't know what to expect next. Join in the conversation to laugh, love, learn, and grow with others around the planet. Who will I call next? Tune in to find out every Wednesday at midnight Pacific or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform. And stay connected with us at ToddCastShow.com. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Toddcast Show. Today we're joined with Brandon. Brandon, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on today.
1: Oh, it's good to have you, man. So where are you calling from? In Los Angeles. Mm, really? Wow. And you're, you're so calm and everything. You're... Uh... Living in a place that uh, people outside of California probably don't really understand how, how is life there these days. It looks pretty crazy from outside, you know, what's it like inside?
0: Well, it's not too bad. Can't really?
1: complain. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no.
0: I mean, things have changed a little bit over the years, but it's not too bad. I'm in Venice, so. Oh, wow. i mean, cool. cleaning it up, but I like going down to the beach and the weather and can't complain. It's Get
1: spoiled living out here. Yeah, dude, totally. I suppose if you're in a good spot, then it's okay. But we always get the bad news, never the good news. So, you know, that's probably why I think that. <laughs> um, yep, yep, they
0: like to show you the negative. It's not always the positive. Positive yeah. doesn't get
1: that, doesn't get the ratings. So. Yeah, it's, it's weird how the human mind works that way. They always love spreading uh, negative more than positive. Um, I came here from Southern California. I live in Arizona now, and... Um, I used to live down by the water and stuff, and it was so nice, it was really, really great, until it got so expensive, and, like, even for parking and stuff, and, like, even just in principle, it's just kind of hard to accept all that, but I know it's worth it, It, if you can afford it, it's worth it, California's got some nice spots. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah, but
0: parking, traffic, yeah, those are the two downsides, but everything else is good, but, yeah,
1: parking is really frustrating. Yeah, absolutely, and you said Venice Beach, um, some of the videos that I watch on YouTube every now and then, I've seen some on Venice, like, showing different things, and I was kind of surprised, I know marijuana's been legal for a while and everything, but I was kind of surprised, it appears like there's dispensaries, multiple dispensaries, on the beach, is that right? Mm-hmm, yeah, they're pretty much everywhere,
0: just like Starbucks.
1: Oh, oh my, my gosh. <laughs> hmm that's yeah. so crazy. I wonder when Starbucks will get into the business. Do you think they will? <laughs> well, they might have to. You yeah. never yeah, They I might see that opportunity. Is that a way to make some money? Well, why not, I mean, hemp coffee, that would be cool. People would like that. You know? And hemp seeds and all, that's supposed to be a really high-protein thing, I've heard. Um, I mean, you know, people that. Grow it probably don't like seeds, but people that eat it love them. <laughs> hmm
0: Yeah, I know. It'll be interesting. it would be a funny one to see. Cause it might work.
1: Yeah, dude. It just might. It just might, man. Um. And so, did you grow up in the area, or are you from another area? Or how did you get to LA? I grew up in San Pedro near Long Beach. So.
0: Oh, wow. Grew up in California, or Southern California. Pretty much my whole life. And you know, once you live here, kind of get spoiled with the weather. There's other places to live, but. The weather just two nights nice out here. The beach, the mountains, and the yeah, kind
1: of it all. You got that right. How old are you, Brandon? 38. Okay, cool, cool. Um, do you remember when a place called Marine World was open?
0: No, I've heard of it. in uh, Hollywood.
1: was it that long ago? Jesus Christ. I thought that was in San Pedro, and it was um, Marine World or Marine Land, one of the few, but, like, right next to the military base. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was
0: in Paul's Verdes, which is like right next to San Pedro, but oh, I yeah, see. yeah, I remember passing by it, seeing the empty area that used to be, we, yeah. whatever it was called, but
1: never went there and never seen it. That's cool. And once when I was younger, we had this, well, I had a friend that was really cool, and he was older, I was in high school, and he drove me to San Pedro one night into that military spot, and we got inside and drove down into some of those tunnels. It was crazy, man. Like, wow, dude. And then later on, I saw a special that was like, oh, there's Satan people down there doing rituals and killing cats and things. And it's like, oh, God. Uh, But, you know, I guess times have probably changed. But um, that Port Port Magoo, is that what it's called? Or Port Magoo, right? Um, That's what it was called. Port Magoo. I don't don't know. know
0: It was called... What? Do you remember, um, MacArthur.
1: Hmm. Okay. Cool. I remember something MacArthur. called M- Magoo because I would always think of Mister Magoo, of course, from the cartoons. You know, close. it's
0: close. MacArthur
1: and Magoo. <laughs> right on. What was childhood like growing up? Were you, um, where you were a kid? Ah, uh, it was good. Enjoyed San Pedro. Had a good family. Uh,
0: yeah, had brother and we'd hang out all the time. Well, if he was six years younger, so. Yeah, right a right so I got a little bit older, but now we're pretty close, but yeah, so it just enjoyed going on to the beach, skateboarding with friends, and yeah, was I was my nice have day skateboarding as a kid all the mm-hmm.
1: time with my friends. Totally, me too, until I crashed, and then I stuck with my bicycle at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it was what like happened.
0: still a little dangerous, I did on Yeah, about it. Uh, yeah
1: totally. Oh, but nothing beats a bike, man, especially around there. I mean, probably skateboarding would be even better, but, like, having a good bike is just the coolest thing. I used to love the fighting all over. You know, that's one thing I do remember about Tocal that I miss a lot, just being able to ride around and you know, such beautiful places, and you could go down the road and be in a nature preserve, and, you know, or the other way, be at the beach. One day we went to the beach, the mountains, played in the snow, we, we body surfed in the morning, played in the snow in the afternoon and spent the night in the desert. You know, that was like the coolest experience all in one day. Like, I mean, how awesome is that, man? That is, yep, that is the only thing. You go to the beach, you go to the
0: mountains all in the
1: same day and... Totally, dude. Oh, man, yeah, I miss those times. Where did you guys go? What was the trip like when you went on a family trip? Like, where did your family go when you guys went somewhere?
0: Ooh, like tropical places, so Hawaii it's just not too well, kinda of far but it's not yeah. too far from California. So we usually go to Hawaii or somewhere tropical Florida. Cool. I have some stuff out there, but yeah my parents did love Hawaii and they still love going out there. So it's
1: so like really a tropical beach place. Yeah man. Yeah. I always waiting to hear like Big Bear or something like that. Do you ski at all? Mm-hmm. No, the snowboard. And we go up to Big Bear
0: growing up, but I prefer mammoths because it's so much better. Real snow, no fake man-made icy snow. So yeah. a couple more hours driving, but it's well worth the real snow. Not worrying about ice because ice hurts when you fall.
1: Yeah, dude, it does, man. It sure does, dude. It hurts everything when you fall, no question. Um, and so it's just mm-hmm. you and your brother, or do you have other siblings?
0: No, just myself and my brother.
1: That's cool, man. And your parents, are they still together?
0: Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. They've been together for, they had their 50th anniversary a couple years ago,
1: so. that's cool, man. Congrats. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Would you credit that as to uh, being a part of, uh, you know, who you became and all that? Like, having two parents instead of one parent? I know a lot of us, I grew up with a single parent, um, and a lot of people with whole families have really different experiences. Do you think that that really made a difference in your life?
0: Yeah, definitely. They both supported me and helped me out a lot. So I think having two parents would definitely be a little bit more beneficial than one. But even with one, you could still have a really good parent. But yeah, a little bit more, just more time because, yeah, time is the tough part.
1: Yeah, and balance. I mean, you know, it's... Helps to have perspectives from two different sides to see things clearly. Sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely get a
0: different perspectives, different point of views, and get different insights from them both.
1: Right on. And so your family's still in the area, I take it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, they're still in San Pedro. So not too far. It's like forty-five minutes
1: away from you. That's awesome. That's a good reason to stay in California, I suppose. Somehow you've managed to avoid the drama. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's all good. Everything works out for the most part. Close enough, but still not too far away from them where we're able to see them a few times a month.
1: That's awesome. Very cool, man. Very cool. And uh, have you done much traveling yourself, or have you been outside of the country, or just mostly within the country?
0: No, love traveling. I mean, haven't done much past couple of years but definitely enjoy traveling usually try to travel a couple of times a year or a couple of times a month since i do freelance work which gives me that flexibility to kind of just pick up and go and work as long as i have this kind sort of connection which used to be nice where i just go travel all the time but haven't done too much real traveling recently but mm-hmm. hopefully we'll change that all pretty soon because it's long overdue
1: yeah dude totally is that because of covid or because of other things
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the, everything that's been going on, can't really travel. A lot of yeah. flights canceled, a lot of travel credits that I'm not able to use, so just waiting to finally, but it seems like things are finally getting back to normal. Restrictions are finally lifting.
1: Cool, man, cool. Yeah, I don't know, man, it's like, uh, it's a questionable thing, you know, is it really all worth it? It's so hard to tell, but whatever, if things get back to normal, that's a good step in the right direction, I'll take it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all that matters is we get back to some sort of normal thing.
1: Yeah, dude, that's good, that's good. But even in the midst of chaos, you know, we can still kind of feel normal, um, and that's part of it, too. You know, we we have a choice to tune in or tune out of the problems around us. That was kind of what I was alluding to, is, uh, you know, you strike me as somebody rather positive that... You know doesn't get caught up in in uh, unnecessary clutter in your mind let's say is that about right
0: that's for the most part try to look at the bright side of things you look at the glasses half full versus half empty and just try to be as positive as possible because it's not it makes life a lot tougher so yeah i just yeah trying to spread that positivity
1: with others and help others have a good day totally man totally um let me ask you this, um, I know we haven't gotten into what you do yet, and we will here in a little while, um, but when you were a kid, did you see yourself doing the same thing that you're doing now?
0: No, I always thought I had the entrepreneurial spirit, so I always do online on my own company, run my own business, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do.
1: I mean, I wanted to make something with
0: skateboarding, but...
1: Cool. That, what did you... What did you do as a child entrepreneur? Uh, you've got to have a couple of good stories here.
0: I made a little clothing company for skateboarding. And really? when I was in middle school, high school. Right on. A lot. And then, after I went to college, I kind of just focused on school instead of focusing on both. I wish I kind of focused on both because a lot of people liked it. They like the shop, but just kind of focused on school. But I did start a skateboard company a couple of years ago because I've been helping out all these companies over the years, doing their marketing and helping grow companies. So I was like, how about I focus so on my passion and do what I love? So I we started a new skateboard company, not for clothing, but making the bearings, the parts that go in the wheels to help them spin. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: also looking at a market that's not saturated, and you know, everyone's making clothes, skateboard death, but bearings. Yeah. So there's not as much competition. So. Trying to get that going, and we'll see if that works out. But as long as I break even, that's all that matters, because I have my other marketing company that
1: Right on. It, yeah, it. We're, we'll get there. Um, what's the name of your skateboard company? It's called Shrouten. How do you spell it? This is S-H-R-A-L-T-I-N.
0: Around San Pedro, if you did a trick, people would usually say Shrout, so I thought, let we try to get Shrout, but Shrout was taken, so I got Stroup in
1: right on man and that's kind of a unique niche item where if people wanted something specialized related to the skateboarding wheels the, the bearings they would come to you right like is it that kind of thing or is it more like you've got all the bearings for different types of skateboards i'm not a skateboarder so i don't know but i assume that they're all the same uh but they probably are yeah,
0: it's not a bearing for whatever spot you want to ride
1: different cool. speeds oh. but yeah, i'm not okay, Hey, uh, do you know, um, this is funny, I don't think I've ever done a shout out, but I guess this is what they call a shoutout, and I don't even mean to, but do you know who the donut operator is? No, I'm not sure if I've heard of that. Is it a oh. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know his first, his first name, but he's an ex-cop, and he started a skateboard company, and he's a really cool guy, and he posts police videos, and does, like, breakdowns on him and stuff like that on YouTube, and he's a really cool guy, but, like, automatically like when I heard what you did I'm like oh you should talk to this guy because you know the donut man is like all about the skateboards and he's got some kind of special thing going but you know he's more about I think the style of it all so like you might have a customer waiting for you there um, just a thought but you should check him out donut operator on YouTube yeah
0: I'm gonna check that out definitely see what it's yeah. all about the, the overlap <laughs>
1: Yeah, you never know, but it just occurred to me it'd be kind of cool, and very rarely do I get to put two obscure things like that together, <laughs> um, but that's cool, man, that's cool. That so skateboards good. Yeah, dude, skateboard parts and all are a big thing. Do they have competition still and all that? That's always a thing. Like, I remember the early days, Tony Hawk, and I don't know the other names, um, but I remember names like Powell and Peralta, you know, like... I'm from the old school dude so I don't really know but like uh, is it is it still like it was where they have big competitions for skateboarding and stuff is it that big of a deal or is it all hobby these days?
0: No no they got competitions they were just in the Olympics this year so they really? getting more visibility or last wow. year whenever the Olympics were but yeah definitely blowing up and going to that next level especially getting in the Olympics that one is definitely a big one so
1: kind of nice to see that that's crazy a weird but yeah that's crazy and so you um basically grew up in the same area and now you're living kind of nearby and everything do you have anything that kind of stands out to you about the difference in like living in one place versus the other in california like is there anything really striking about it to you that stands out like san pedro versus Venice, or any other place that you've lived in that area
0: yeah, they're all slightly different. They all have pros and cons. And like growing up in San Pedro, it's easy to park, easy to drive around. Something's a mile away. It only takes like two or three minutes. Around mm-hmm. um, Santa Monica or Venice, something's a mile away. It's going to take 10, 15 minutes to get there. Then you got to look for parking. And it's a little stressful, but, but yeah, each one has its pros and cons. They're all slightly different, but have a lot of similarities. But they also have their
1: unique points. Mm-hmm. What's cool. Are you in your favorite spot now? Is that inadvertently your favorite spot, Venice?
0: Mm, yeah, I'd say I like Venice a lot. It's different. It's artsy and always unique things here. It's not always the same thing. Or like Santa Monica, which so is a little touristy and overpriced. Venice is a little bit more down to earth.
1: Hmm. That's so crazy, dude. See, I would have thought the opposite. I would think that it'd be more expensive because you know, they've got the little canals and everything, and it's so charming. I, I've been to Venice a few times. Uh, a long time ago, though. Um, but it's such a nice place. Wow, that's amazing that that's... Uh, it's like that.
0: Yeah, it's the best. It's got so much here. Always something different. The canals, they got a pier, you got boardwalks boardwalk, got the beaches, you got hiking locations, you got gardens, you got kind of all music venues, good food.
1: I like it. Right on, man. And you go out and cruise around a lot, it sounds like. You know, go surfing and hang out on the boardwalk and all that, right?
0: Yep, yep. Try to so take advantage of it and enjoy it because there's so much going on here and it's a great way to get that work-life balance. Get out, go to the beach, relax, or go hike in or just get out, get away, just connect for a little while. Got to have that, that time for yourself.
1: Totally man, and speaking of connected actually, I was curious, um, when you do go out and about, you bump into people and you stop and talk and stuff every now and then, I'm sure. Um, what makes you feel connected to people that you happen to experience for the first time?
0: Probably just having good conversations or having things in common that we could talk about to connect with, but yeah, I guess it just varies per person. Each interactions would be slightly different, but just trying to find
1: some sort of common similarity. Mm-hmm. But like if you're faced with somebody who's clearly a nutcase right away, you know, you're not going to engage in conversation with them. But, you know, there's people out there still that are apparently not like that, correct?
0: Yep, yep. You get stuffed around better. You get spectrum of both, all of it, and more, and
1: everything in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. That's the one thing that worries me a bit is uh, when they talk about the mental illness patients and... You know, some of the veterans that suffer from PTSD still that are homeless and all and all that, man, it just breaks your heart. But they're also kind of dangerous, so you have to be careful, you know? Um, you know, people yeah. uh, can do things without any reason at all. Yeah, um, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stories of things happening, but,
0: yeah, as long as you're just aware of your surroundings, you should be okay for the most part, but you got to be aware of what's going on
1: yeah and speaking of which um what would you say it takes to get to know someone like how do you go about getting to know new people so you met somebody and they seem kind of cool and everything how do you you know how do you know that they're safe and learn to trust in that person being a new person in these days i don't know
0: you just gotta keep hanging out with them a couple times and really Mm -hmm. get to know them because. Course, there's a lot of fake people around Los Angeles that are just trying yeah. to, get to know people to see what's in it for them. But after a while, I can kind of see through all that and see who's real and who's just being fake and pretentious, just trying to use other people. So, But it can be a little tricky around Los Angeles. You just got to really get to know that person as much as you can. And sometimes it takes months before you find out that they're not
1: who you thought they were. Yeah, dude. I've been through relationships that lasted years, and I didn't know that somebody had the propensity to do something terrible, you know. Um, But yeah, I feel you totally, and uh, learning to trust is probably the biggest key, and I know at least they talk about crime and violence and all, and they make it sound probably worse than it is, or... Maybe it's just bad in some areas, but whatever it is, um, you know, it's a little scary these days, you know, are they, you know, what do they want from you? That would be the first question I would think uh, somebody that asks, you know, for something would probably be a red flag because people that just care about what's in it for them are probably not the ones that you want to be associated with, right?
0: Yep, you want to avoid those types of people, definitely. So they're not the people that you want to be hanging out with.
1: Not at all. And uh, good God, all the people with YouTube and TikTok and everything. Do you ever run into those kinds of people where they're filming videos and stuff? Just curious, like, do you see that kind of stuff happening where you are?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, all the time, especially Venice. These people <laughs> doing their dances for TikTok. And really? Sometimes I'll see like five different groups of people all separate groups of people doing their dances I'm like you should all just get together and make one giant group because that would be the ultimate video
1: right there but yeah they're all over the place
0: every day totally
1: Totally. Never. yeah yeah that sounds crazy but I didn't realize it was so popular even just right there um you know the first thing that comes to mind is k-pop you know what k-pop is Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. oh, I love K-pop Do you love K-pop?
0: <laughs> Not really I haven't really listened to it have heard of it
1: Oh my god I could send you a couple me, of tracks but... That might change your mind Dude The girl side is the best Like the girl side is the best Because they've got some amazing music Like I don't know And the beauty is Kind of nice too You know I wish my grandfather Could be alive to see that <laughs> Um But yeah K-pop is one of those things And they do a lot of the dancing And stuff like that Um I've been a fan for a long time and one of the things i thought was so cool is that you know these people love the music so much that they're going out all over the world and filming these dance videos and then they have clubs where they all get together and they dance like the same song like 20 50 people at a time it's crazy it's like a cult but without the kool-aid <laughs> It's
0: like the YMCA
1: or the Macarena but the right. Yeah, 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 maybe that's it It's exactly right um, But it's kind of fun, you know, culturally speaking It's just so different But um, thank God it's infecting our culture Because uh, we could use that uh, I've had about enough of new music personally But, um, you know, that's just me I come from the old school, you know Kind of particular, I, w- I guess I should say
0: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Gotta have your own taste. Everyone's gotta have their own opinions of what they like and what they enjoy.
1: Yeah, man. Are you pretty mainstream? Do you like a little bit of everything? Or?
0: Uh, for the most part, give it a chance. See how it is. And if I like it, keep going. But
1: I'm
0: not going to just add it to everything. But oh, we we'll open right. to hear any music. See if it's all good. If you I never know. Know, we'll yeah, like are close-minded. You're not going to find that new stuff that you might find that is your new passion that you really love. But gotta just be open to uh, trying to
1: do that. You got that right, man. Do you play or do any type of musical performance or anything like that? Are you into that kind of stuff? Get a drum set when you were a kid, something like that? Not really.
0: I mean, I played the piano when I was younger. Ah, Cool. played the guitar a little bit. I know. A little bit of drums, a little bit of flute, but I don't really play music as much anymore, but in the past a little bit. It would be nice to get back into it maybe a little bit, but... They
1: just tied. I don't really have as much time as I used to anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> totally, I understand that. Um, if it's an acoustic guitar, I know exactly where you should sit to play it. <laughs> right in that other room, uh, wherever that echo was before—like that's the place. Like, what a perfect house for that. That's the one nice thing about having a uh, having a tile floor and you know, like kind of a big open space is the acoustics are amazing really nice or at least i'm assuming it sounds like that over the phone i don't know is that the way it is in, in person <laughs> am i crazy uh,
0: i'm not too sure i don't remember really too much with the music and the uh-huh. music and all that i just remember just playing around i was in like band in middle school so play right. there but i wasn't paying too much attention to the music so i was hoping i didn't mess up my notes that was like my main worry
1: so right you know Cool. Well, if you bring over an acoustic guitar to your new house, you'll probably understand what I'm saying right away. Yeah, it'll sound, yeah, it'll, like it. It'll sound beautiful. It really will. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you came to be where you are and growing up. We kind of, you know, iced over a bunch of years, but that's okay. Uh, what led to you being where you are? I know that you have a specialty in the area of marketing. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, I help people with their digital marketing. Specifically, doing search engine optimization, trying to tap into that free traffic from Google, so ranking websites on Google. Free traffic, you say? What's that? So when you search on Google, there's, whenever you search on Google, there's ads at the top. Those are all paid ads. Right below the paid ads are the organic free listings, and search engine optimization, SEO, is all about getting you in those free listings. So, try to get you ranked not where the ads are, but right below the ads, into the organic results on Google or any search engine, but really Google kind of runs things, so gotta make
1: Google happy nowadays. Got that right, I got that right. And what led to you doing this business? Tell me a little bit about how you got into the business.
0: I just kind of fell into it. Wasn't really planning on it. Got my degree in business marketing, and the first job I got out of school was helping out a company doing their SEO and I didn't really know what that was. They said, don't worry, we don't know what it is either. <laughs> really, like back in 2007 and they're like, we're gonna take mm-hmm. some classes and workshops and learn wow. alongside with you. And after working there for a few months, I just realized everyone's probably gonna have a website in the future. And there's a lot of different ways to get traffic, like I was helping out with their SEO, I was doing mm-hmm. media, helping out with paid hey ads, doing email marketing, kind of doing it all. And, just realized that SEO is just a way to get that free traffic and why spend money on ads if you get up there for free and just kept going with it ever since and never looked back.
1: Yeah, that is a long time ago. In search engine terms, that's like an eternity. Um, Good God, that is a long time. Good for you, man. And before you got started, you didn't really know anything about this. It was kind of a foreign subject.
0: Yep, yep. Didn't know anything about it. I mean, yeah, I didn't really know much about SEO or digital, maybe heard about social media a little bit, but mm-hmm. there wasn't really much going on back then, maybe MySpace was dying out,
1: Facebook was trying to get a little popular, but yeah, I yeah. wasn't planning on it at all. But Dude, I miss I what Tom, have I have to tell you, I miss Tom like you wouldn't believe, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, you just said it, Myspace Tom, remember? Oh, like, uh, yeah. yeah you know, mm-hmm. No matter, yeah, Tom was always your friend, no matter who you were, he was Tom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone has a friend named Tom, yeah. Oh, that was so funny. That was the first time I got a taste of all that kind of action with my music. I uh, did really well on Myspace and had a lot of interaction and response and things, and it was a really good experience. And that was the first time I kind of started to understand how that stuff works, and I have done a little bit of SEO stuff myself in the past um, dating back as far as what you're talking about and uh, yeah it has changed um, even farther actually and it's changed quite a bit Man, like uh, wow when I started doing it we had a Netscape browser that was popular and AOL was still like doing dial-up it was ridiculous so different but it was easy it was so easy back then. Um, why isn't everybody doing it you know what I mean like uh, that's the funniest part is I wonder why everybody doesn't take advantage of that technology and why it takes an expert like you to to help them you know what do you think the disconnect is from people just doing this themselves versus hiring somebody which I'm all for it's good to hire an expert but you know it seems kind of silly in a way because uh, you know it's a, it's a subject you can learn and a strategy right like it revolves around algorithms and if you want to play in the algorithm, you got to do certain things and thats it's really kind of that simple, isn't it? Or is it more complicated than that?
0: Well, it becomes like a full-time job so if they have time to learn it, that's great and I would maybe do it. Uh, if you're a business owner and you don't have much time, then you might want to ask hey, someone to do it for you. That way, you don't have to have that learning curve. It's like your car broke down and maybe you need to change the alternator. Like you could probably not do it yourself, but it's gonna be a lot of learning and time put into it versus just paying the mechanics to fix it. But if you can do it yourself. It just depends on how much time you have. If you have time right. to learn topics, I would say go first. I teach classes all the time and unfortunately most people don't really implement what you tell them to do. They'll listen, they'll come to the classes, but Implementing is a little bit different but I'm always trying to teach people and yeah. different strategies and I mean I have, I have tons of classes they just search my name on YouTube pretty much put up every class I've done in the past up there for free these used to be paid classes and they can learn step by step exactly what needs to be done on how to do it if they want to do it from SEO, well, social media, running paid ads Yeah kind uh, of throwing them all up there Google Analytics how to use
1: the Well, content. part of what I was kind of alluding to is uh similar to let's just pretend for a moment you're a personal trainer and so I come and see you we do a workout you give me a plan but like I haven't signed the contract yet for us to work together to accomplish the goals that we set so instead I go home and decide that I'm gonna eat the same way I've been eating not really do what he said and I never really get the results but if I just put in the work myself I could see some results and all that but i'm not really saying one or the other but i tend to believe that people that understand things tend to value them more so like even a person that hires somebody to do work like this i think it's a value for them to understand it enough because they you know they know oh my god like i don't have time for that and not only that but like oh there's all these other things and imagine the time it would take for them to have to deal with all of it but if they know what's involved It makes it easier for them to recognize the value of somebody that can knock it out, get it done in a predictable way, um, generating results. And that's really what it's about, you know, and that's kind of where I was going with that. And not one or the other, more a matter of like co-education, you know, along with the service. So like you have the experience of teaching, which is great. And I think some of those people, even though they can outsource it to you or hire you. If they know more about it, then they can recognize, you know, different decisions that they could make in a better way, you know, or identify things with you instead of just relying on you in a hundred percent capacity. You know, they could actually contribute um, to the process. That's that's what I was thinking about. Is that does that resonate with what you're thinking, or do you have an experience that differs? No,
0: no, I agree. Yeah, no. It's definitely good to have some awareness of what's going on, especially if you're paying someone to do the work. At least you could see, are they doing the work? What's going on? Why am I paying this person all this money? Because SEO is a little intangible. You don't really know what's going on. It's really going into coding and making changes and doing all these things that you don't really see. At not really for people to see. It's really making Google happy. So having some awareness is
1: definitely a good thing but yeah, man. But what about people who have websites that are built like through Weebly and do-it-yourself website builders? What are you, What happens with them? Because I've read that those things are notoriously not indexable, or at least not very well indexable in the search engines. Is that true? Or is there something different relating to that these days?
0: Well, they work pretty well. It just depends on, I mean, maybe five years ago, I'd say, use WordPress over Wix or Squarespace or Something like that, but nowadays all the platforms are pretty well optimized. Well, not all of them are perfect, like WordPress is probably the best just because it lets you make it customize and make changes, mm-hmm. Well, all the other ones are kind of closed off. But it doesn't matter what platform you're on nowadays, it just matters how you use that platform and how you build the website out, how you structure it, how you build the site hierarchy, and then really how you get those backlinks, or who's talking, who's linking back to you. Yeah. So the main things that really matters is In the past, it did have an impact, but nowadays it's not so important what platform you're on.
1: Mm hmm Have you ever, um, and just kind of deviating here for a moment, have you ever had any experience in print advertising?
0: Mm, a little bit with my skateboard company in high school, but didn't do it, it was just so expensive, but was looking at running some paid ads in skateboard magazines about my company.
1: Okay, I was thinking on the other side of like what you're doing now, I got a chance to do that uh, there's a thing called the coupon tabloid I don't even know if it's still out but it's a really cool idea and it was like um, you know in the early 90s up in Northern California I think the headquarters is in Oregon somewhere or something like that but anyway it was this newspaper that come out once a month and my job was to fill it up with ads and it was a brand new publication and so I went out and got people to get involved and made it work and stuff but I was just thinking to myself the uh, interesting intricacies and the differences between print and traditional SEO, digital advertising, and, you know, having had experience dealing with clients myself, um, you know, I found a lot of people from that old school of, like, print advertising really have a hard, you know, having a hard time crossing over to the new digital realm um, because they really don't see the value in it. No matter what you tell them, they just don't seem to get it, man. I mean, I don't know if you put numbers in front of their face, if that'll help, you know, and, you know, estimate how much their competitors are making, you know, maybe that helps, but, like, for me, it's like, I know that there's some people out there that just don't understand and don't believe that there's anything there of value. Um, I know there is, and you know there is, but, like, how do you talk to somebody like that, and how do you help them understand you know the simplicity of man this is where everybody looks you know with cell phone in their hand and computer on their desk you know guess what they're doing when they're looking for things you know and how do you how do you approach somebody like that like somebody that's completely old school you know doesn't even have a computer how do you explain the value of search engine marketing to them yeah, it's tough I me at least nowadays it's a little bit easier
0: because Back in 2007, most people didn't understand the value. of Why they needed a website? What's gonna, what's the benefit? What's in it for me? But nowadays, most people realize that if they're not online, their competitors are and they're getting that traffic. But an easy way is just search for their or look for their keywords and using tools like the Google Keyword Planner will tell you how many people search for that keyword every single month. So you say, hey, I know you don't think people are searching for you online, but look, there's 10,000 people that search for this keyword every single month more or there's 500 people or 20 million or whatever it may be for the search volume but you can convey them and let them know hey there's actually people that are looking for you that's probably the easiest way to let them know is just show them that search volume them so how many people are actually searching those keywords
1: and they can look at that themselves all they do is uh search and then look in the upper left and see the number right is that the same thing
0: no no that's different that's how many websites appear but I'm just showing how many people search for that keyword every time.
1: Oh, month. sorry. That's yeah, big TV. difference.
0: Okay, yeah, That one would be the Google Google Keyword Planner. Free tool from Google. let will show you exactly how many people search for keywords every single month, mm-hmm. which is pretty
1: nice. Yeah, and so if somebody that really didn't have a clue of what was going on, you have a system that helps them understand and then brings them into the new age, let's say, to, you know, implement these changes, um, this is going to sound like a silly question, but I have to ask it just in case somebody out there is wondering, can you do anything with uh, search engine optimization if you don't have a website?
0: Not really. I mean, well, it is optimizing anything. So if you have a Yelp listing, I could rank you higher on Yelp. If you're selling mm-hmm. on Amazon, I can rank you higher on Amazon because oh. they're all algorithms. But for the most part, SEO is usually for Google, but it doesn't matter what you're on. Platform
1: that all have some outreach. Oh, oh, very good. So you're not really just talking about Google, you're talking about anything where there's a ranking. And uh, do you do reputation management, or is that part of the service? Or, I mean, does that factor in at all to what you do?
0: Yeah, I try to stay clear of reputation management, which is the opposite of SEO. SEO is ranking website. reputation management is the <laughs> on that first page of Google, which Usually when people are trying to hide stuff, it's because they did something bad and malicious and don't really want to help people hide that negativity. Unless there's something dumb where maybe they got a speeding ticket and there's websites that will take Mm -hmm. people's pictures that got tickets, give us a speeding ticket, create a website or create a page on the website about it, optimize it so it ranks for that person's name. If they're trying to get a job, it'll pop up or if they got a DUI or something like that, it would pop up and rank at the top of Google. Those things, all right, maybe we can... Out a little bit with that, but still, I don't
1: really want to yeah.
0: help those, I, try those things out because usually it's something they did wrong. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No, no. Totally cool. Um, and speaking of which, uh, what about scammers? Like, how do you know when you're looking at Google results that you're not looking at a bunch of scam websites?
0: Um, that's for Google to do for you. That's why Google has their algorithm, and they're updating it all the time to push out the spam scammers the shady, weird, dark web, all that stuff. So Google's doing that for you. You don't really have to worry too much, but still you always want to make sure when you're paying your credit card and anything like that, that they're secure, safe sites. But Google's on top of that for the most part nowadays, so you don't really have to worry too much. But there's always people that slip through the cracks, but Google finds them pretty fast nowadays. It's not like back in 2007 that they would rain for months, sometimes years. Now it might rain for a couple of days and then get kicked off and back.
1: Mm, good, good, good. Well, that's good. Um, and there's some recent changes that have occurred uh, with Google that people are talking about. What are those about?
0: Well, Google changes every single day. They're constantly changing, but what they're really doing is trying to clean up spam, trying to prevent people from gaming the system, finding loopholes and ways to rank without doing the work that Google wants them to do. But for the most part, as long as you're not doing anything weird or shady, you don't really have to worry too much about those algorithm updates, except for sometimes they'll tell you, like, if your website loads slowly, we're going to penalize you, so fast loading websites, or the website's not mobile funding, we're not going to show you on mobile devices, so little things like that, Google will kind of take that but usually they don't tell you what they're doing with the algorithm updates. Because mm-hmm. they don't want you to know, so they want you to run paid ads, that's how they make all their money.
1: Hmm, but paid advertising is good for small businesses sometimes, isn't it?
0: Well, the ads work is just once you stop spending money on ads you disappear. The do work is just making sure you have a positive return on your investment. And as only you're having a positive return on your investment, I would say, I know that, but for a long term strategy it's probably better to do SEO and conduct with it because you don't want a constant same to constantly pay Google for any of these platforms just gonna become pretty expensive over time.
1: That's not right. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe on a short scale it's better to use that. Uh, but I understand the long game is an SEO and um what's it all about is it about organization is it about just uh some kind of a blind strategy like uh in my mind it's about creating cohesion and you know a sense of uh you know relative purpose and accuracy uh when it comes to content uh things that people can benefit from you know that aren't left field crazy things even though there's some of that is that about right? So like once you optimize a website and all that, you don't have to go in and keep re-optimizing those pages. You just keep making new ones and expanding your reach. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, for the most part, once you optimize a page on your website, you don't really need to go in and optimize that page again, unless keywords change and to change. Like when I first started doing this, getting involved with digital marketing, it wasn't called digital marketing, it's called internet marketing. So all my keywords were primarily focused on internet marketing, but that's changed over the years where now it's more digital marketing. So things like that, you'd want to just change or look for trends and changes and what search keywords people are using. But for the most part, doesn't happen too often, but it's still good to be on top of it. But yeah, really what you want to do is optimize the new pages that you create, new blog posts, new products, new services, whatever the pages that you're putting up there, you want to make sure that each one is optimized, because it's not optimizing your website, it's optimizing the pages on your website, because each page is to rank for different keywords.
1: I see, and those things, of course, you know, Google's not the only game in town, there's a lot of other search engines out there, so do those rankings follow in those other search engines, or how does that work?
0: Well, they're all different algorithms, for the most part, they have a lot of overlap, but they're all completely different, so... You're ranking on Google doesn't mean you're ranked on Bing or Yahoo or DuckDuckGo, but when you look in analytics or other tracking tools, you'll see that Bing or I mean Google brings about 20 to maybe 80 percent of the traffic, Bing brings one percent, Yahoo brings one percent, then the rest comes from like email marketing or social media or people just typing in your website directly. But this is me looking at hundreds, probably thousands of websites over the years, but it's yeah. always like that. Google just brings the majority of the traffic, the rest is coming from other sources but google just dominates every single time i've never not
1: seen it like that yeah yeah they've always been like that um yeah there's really no way of getting around that do you think that the trends will change over the years and there'll be more competition or do you think that you know we're looking at a lifetime monopoly on search results
0: (laughs) i mean there's always more competition but it doesn't mean that people are using them so there's a lot of competition out there, but. Most you aren't using those platforms or using those sites, so it's, yeah, Google just kind of runs it for now. We'll have to see what happens in the future, but right now,
1: just, it's just not slowing down anytime soon. No, man, no, it's on my screen, and I assume everybody else's when I open up my Chrome browser for the first time. There it is, and, okay, you know, I don't want to change it. I, I mean, it's Google. <laughs> you, you love it, and, love it and hate it at the same time. Um, yeah, it usually gets true. the job done for the most part. So Google works and Google is good at providing good quality results. So are there still people out there who use the telephone books?
0: Yeah, or you can just go to yellowpages.com. Yeah, but yeah, like, let,
1: you know, let's, again, you know, what if you got a country person that really isn't, you know, digital, doesn't even have a phone that isn't a landline, um, no computer, Um, are there still enough people out there to support a paper directory, you think, or is that something that'll be completely gone in our lifetime?
0: Mm, I'm not sure. I think it's still around the Yellow Pages, right? The physical copy. I know they have yellowpages.com. Yeah. I'm not sure if the physical one's still around, but if it is, I would say it's probably going to stick around, but who knows? That one is a weird one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure is. Boy, that was, that was the only game in town back in the day, that and the newspaper. <laughs> uh, it is nice to have the reach though. Um, and one of the nice things about search engine marketing is that you can uh, target geographically. So if you have a business in different areas, you can use it to bring customers to, you know, to learn about your business in those areas specifically. Um, uh, does search engine marketing work with geofences
0: well to specifically target locations that's what you mean is yeah in, locations.
1: yeah I was just wondering like if a geofence played into that because I know with apps they've got geofences built into apps and it's like a big thing you know in a selling point I was just wondering if that had anything to do with search engine marketing in any way
0: oh what is a geofence
1: Um, basically you can designate um, a certain area on a map wherever it is it could be as small as a a spot in in a store or it could be as large as like the uh, six blocks radius of you know it doesn't matter it could be as big as you want the whole country but you basically designate so whenever somebody crosses the line that you create on the map it automatically triggers something in their cell phone pretty cool they have to have your app installed for it but when they are tuned into your business it's really neat you know and uh, for some people you know they use them for like coupons so let's say that it was a department store and they have uh, multiple floors and different departments and stuff they could make it so that you know a different geofence pops off if they're in the men's department or if they're in the furniture department and it says by the way we're having a sale and blah 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 you know that kind of thing
0: no, no, with paid ads you can do that, but with SEO
1: you can't control,
0: yeah. you can't tell Google show me in these locations, you can't geo target like that, but you can create new pages on your website targeting different cities, and then you can write for those different cities, but you can't say, oh, only do these zip codes or this, these area codes, because with SEO it's not really like running paid ads. Paid ads you can set all the targeting parameters up that you like and have a radius or Whatever you want to target in there instead, and they're not going to go past that. But with SEO, it's different is Google's AI and how they read your website and how they read the coding and the keywords on your pages. But if you have a page about Venice Beach, then Google will rank you for Venice Beach, most likely, if you optimize that page. But mm-hmm. you can't really control it, saying only rank me for 10 blocks in Venice
1: Beach and the rest of it
0: omitted. It. I
1: gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's kind of an all-or-nothing geographically for like cities and zip codes. You can break it down by zip codes though, can't you?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I'm creating pages, focusing on cities would be the best Mm -hmm. because that's how people search. People don't really search by zip code or area code or things like that or states. People search by cities.
1: Very cool, man. Very cool. So um, just to wrap up here shortly... If someone was to contact you, what would they expect in an initial consultation speaking with you?
0: Um, so, they offer a free website analysis on my website if they want to book some time and have me look at their website from an SEO point of view, I can see what's working, what's not working, and give them a roadmap of how to get to that level that they want to be at. Perfect. But not one by fits all, I'd have to really look at everyone's website, because every business is different, if you're a local business, or if you're an e-commerce business, or how long you've been around for, it all changes. So there's a lot of variables that go into it, and that's where I'm happy to dive
1: in and check it out. Mm-hmm. And what people might not know is uh, a lot of that stuff is based on the competition for those keywords, right? Mm-hmm. With SEO, everything
0: is based on their competitors. It's not based on Google. We don't care about how Google works because Google changes every single day. So you're gonna be figured out how to beat Google tomorrow it's gonna change, but a matter is, who's on that first page of Google? How much SEO have they done and how can we do a better job of it? That's all that matters for SEO. Mm-hmm. Who's on that first page of Google? If Wikipedia is on that first page of Google, even if they're not your competitor, they're on that first page of Google. That is your competition online. That's who you have to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that can't be too hard. That place is half filled with crap, so. <laughs> I don't know. If I've heard a lot of uh, false entries on Wikipedia. But it is what it is. People still use it as a news source, so. Uh, whatever and I'm sure it's search engine weight is pretty heavy right like do you have a link coming from it is that a helpful thing if someone like gets a link from a place like that?
0: I mean Wikipedia is one of the top 10 most popular websites but Google so backlinks are a big part of SEO and how to rank websites but there's a tool or there's a code that Google gave all these websites a few years ago because they were getting spammed so much because everyone was just going to Wikipedia and making edits so they put this no follow" code attribute mm-hmm. into their coding saying don't count any leads back when you SEO. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately they don't count, but there's still citations where they list your name out there, company name. So, Google still sees that you're on Wikipedia, but it's not a clickable link. So, it's really devalued the SEO value, but still helps out slightly, but it does get you a lot of traffic. Like, it'll get you a ton of traffic being on Wikipedia. But mm-hmm. the SEO value is really, gone down a lot and that's why the quality has gone up so much because in the past everyone was spamming Wikipedia to mm-hmm. get that back, but now it's not for SEO so not as many people are spamming Wikipedia. Still get a lot of spam in there but it's not as bad as it was 10 years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there was a lot of that, that's for sure. Excellent. Brandon, so tell me what is the name of your company and your web address where people can find your service?
0: Yes, sir, everyone that's Listening, I created a special gift for them on my website. If they go to mm. seooptimizers.com. That's seooptimizers.com forward slash gift. They can mm. find that there along with my contact information and also my calendar is there. If they want to put some time on my calendar to to let me review the website and give them some feedback from an SEO point of view of what's working and what's not working. Also, all my classes, I've done them all up there over the years I've done and they can watch those anytime there and just learn more about digital
1: marketing. Awesome. That sounds great. So no strings, no obligation, they can come to you, find out where you're seeing things and then from there just discuss what the options are and decide if you want to work together, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. That sounds awesome, man. That sounds awesome. Any final thoughts before we wrap up here? Mm-hmm.
0: They just say, be patient with SEO. Everything takes time with digital marketing. It's not mm-hmm. immediate, unfortunately. So, a lot of people just think they're going to get those instantaneous results, but it does take time of building it up and building it up and building it up. But once you build it up, over time you'll see that traction. You'll see the results coming in. But you gotta be patient with it all. Unfortunately, it's not immediate.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I can tell you that it's worth the wait though. Because once you get it, it's nothing's more gratifying than see those numbers increase in your stats. I can speak from experience. Mhm, mm-hmm.
0: it is the best seeing that traffic coming in all that hard work that you've been working on but it does take
1: time very cool very cool well, i appreciate you being with me today and our listeners i hope got something of value and i do hope that they come to visit your website and take advantage of your lovely free gift thank you for offering that and i appreciate your expertise and time today brandon
0: yeah thanks for having me on today
1: hey, it's my pleasure i hope we get to speak again in the future Oh, thanks for having me on today. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Have a good day. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the Toddcast show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection, so follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also, check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more and stay connected with me, Todd Nira. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the Toddcast show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. See you over on the next episode hi i 'm Todd Murat, host of the Toddcast Show, and I want to share something personal with you today throughout my own life i 've struggled with issues i didn 't even realize I had. Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life, find myself again, and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the Toddcast Show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy. And BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp. You get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using this special link, betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. That's Better, forward slash Toddcast. Forward slash Toddcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ToddCast to get started today.